The San Diego Symphony's summer home may be complete in time for its 2020 season. The plan is to build an outdoor concert venue at Embarcadero Marina Park South, past its last hurdle this week, and the contractor is attempting to break ground as soon as this September. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Jennifer Van Grove, you cover growth and development for the Union Tribune, and there's some big growth and development happening on the Bay soon. Why don't you explain what's this new outdoor venue? So it's been in the works for about five years, um, officially. I think it's been planned. But the San Diego Symphony, they are going to start construction on their Bayside Performance Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to do so at the end of this uh, Bayside Summer Nights season, which people who, who go are very familiar with it. It's a very popular concert series that takes place on Embarcadero Marina Park South. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the permanent venue, which they're going to start building um, in September, will take the place of the temporary venue. And it'll double the capacity, the seating capacity. However, seats will still be be temporary. Uh But the structure, the acoustic shell, that will be permanent. And there will be two pavilions that will be permanent. It's going to be kind of raised a little bit. There's going to be some underground restrooms mm-hmm. that are shut off from the public as well. And then there's going to be a viewing deck on the back side, which should be open to the public most of the year. And this isn't meant just for the symphony. It could be used for other outdoor concerts, right? Yeah. So it is a facility that is designed to be used by everybody. So the stage will always be off limits. The The stage and the back of house facilities, mm-hmm. they'll always be off limits to the public. But the rest of the area, so the lawn, the viewing deck, and then the entire rest of Embarcadero Marina Park South, because we're talking about big, uh, like a third of the site here, mm-hmm. that'll all be open to the public. And so, But the venue itself, um, the symphony would like to use that to host public, you know, free public concerts and and maybe do the rehearsals out there. They may even, they will have the power actually to um, issue permits there to to private parties who want to host events. But the thinking is, and the port has done these calculations, they're not my calculations, um, is that the venue, the turf, the lawn, most everything should be available to the public 85% of the year. So it won't be a big change from what it is now when people can work out, walk their dogs, just hang out. It's a big change visually. I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but it's very, what's the word? Ultra modern is the word that I used in my story. It looks story. a little bit like the uh, opera house in Australia, but like on a mini scale. Right. Right. It's very it's very interesting. And the design was actually celebrated by the port commissioners. And the reason, actually, the news hook here is, as we say in journalism, is that uh, the symphony, they their lease agreement with the Port of San Diego. So this is Port Tidelands we're talking about. Their lease agreement was approved yesterday. And that lease agreement was the last approval, like major discretionary approval required before construction could start here. Obviously, they still need money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked to Martha Gilmer, who's the CEO of the symphony, yesterday, and she did not want to tell me about the money aspect of it. So uh-huh. it's a $45 million project. In fact, the lease requires them to spend a minimum of $45 million. Wow. Um, and the way it breaks down is $42 million for the performance venue and then 
2.9 million for the park. They, they have to do park improvements as yeah. well, which is kind of like, here's another public benefit for you. We're going to um, c- replace the basketball courts. We're mm-hmm. going to fix up the bathrooms and we're going to move the, um, there's workout equipment right there, like outdoor workout equipment. They're going to move that over. They're going to expand the promenade. They're going to add four parking spaces. So there's a number of little and big updates as well. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the whole project is $45 million. Last time they talked to Lori, um, when she covered, Lori Weisberg, uh-huh. um, when she covered the story, they had raised $6 million, And I had tried to like press, okay, how close are you? Mm-hmm. Um, she wouldn't tell me. However, I get the sense that since they're telling port commissioners that they could start construction in September, that they've already lined up the financing for this. It just hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, and like it's, that, right? it's mostly private um, mm-hmm. donors. So, and you know, let me just put it out there. This is not public money in any way, shape, yeah. or form. And this does seem like a really quick turnaround for this project. Is it just because it's mostly private or like why did this go by faster than other developments? So the construction timeline is nine and a half months, which is extremely aggressive. So the port commissioners yesterday, when they um, heard the lease agreement presented to them by staff um, and then heard that the timeline would be September to June in time for next season's outdoor concert series, Bayside Summer Nights. They were um, a little surprised that there was a little sort of concern that maybe the symphony and its general contractor have too aggressive of a timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, was it Maryfeld said something to the, Marshall Maryfeld said something to the effect of, you know, even under the best case scenario, this is still a very aggressive timeline. Um, so Martha Gilmore, Gilmer, sorry, she got up there and she said, Yes, it's aggressive. Our general contractor feels very confident in the timeline. And by the way, we still have our indoor facility if we have to, you know, have some sort of contingency in place. But I mean, the project is, I don't want to say it's a smaller project, but it's not like building, you know, building an apartment complex or building a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I can't remember the square footage of the performance venue, but it's relatively small and it's, you know, it's outdoors and. It's it's a smaller project than, than some of the other things that we're seeing going on right now in downtown. Mm-hmm. And this project actually seems like one of the rare projects that doesn't have a ton of opposition. Is that a correct characterization? It is. There was nobody that spoke against it at the at the port meeting yesterday. And I mean, I know that a lot of people love going to the, the Bayside Summer Nights, which I still call Summer Pops because I've been going since I was a kid, mm-hmm. and it was Summer Pops when I was a kid. And so that series has created a lot of fans. Um, I didn't hear any opposition yesterday. I didn't hear any opposition from the commissioners or any sort of concerns other than than the timeline. So that that was kind of surprising. Yeah, certainly rare with development in San Diego yeah. because usually everything is a fight. I know. I'm like, okay, so who's going to come out and say this is – the worst. But I think, you know, part of it is there's no public money mm-hmm. um, and there is a commitment to public access, right? So the Coastal Commission, they've already signed off on the project and they like the project. And so, I mean, they've kind of vetted it in a sense. And also, we were talking earlier of just the sheer amount of development downtown. It seems like there's not one corner that doesn't have something coming up in a couple years, sooner or later. Is there any worry that it's too much too fast? So where we are now is is as far as market forces go in the economy. We're just we're in a really strong economy, and if you're going to build something, you're going to need to do it now because you never know when the financing is going to dry up, um, and the financing is is 
you know, it's there. And so, you know, this project is a little bit different because it's, you know, private donors. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for other projects, it's it's largely about how can we get the money and money is available. And so when you got the money, you're going to build and property values are high and demand is high. So there's a lot of interest. And I guess now's the time. Yeah, because just like off the top of my head, we have this, we have potential convention center expansion if that ever gets agreed on there's more development further up the bay we're at new horton plaza there are new apartment complexes going up and down downtown and then you have both the mayor and sandag talking about massive public projects so it seems like every part of san diego that could grow is trying to start growing yeah some of those are just proposed projects as a as like as opposed to approved projects yes. or projects actually in the pipeline but you know, every available piece of land does seem like it's being eyed by, you know, somebody for something pretty big. Mm-hmm. There's no small developments right now. And I, I guess it just shows that as a city, San Diego's at a really unique kind of crossroads in which we are taking these big steps to kind of reimagine what the city should be. Yeah. And, you know, for anything on the port tidelands, you know, they are very, the port board of commissioners. So, um, they are appointed to represent the five member cities of the port, um, and they take that they take that very seriously. And because uh-huh. it's such a you know the Thailands are considered you know very beautiful, uh, they're kind of you know your entryway into San Diego. Um, whenever opportunities come up to redevelop the land that they they hold in public trust, they want to see they want to see big picture ideas. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see you know some shrinking violet. In fact, there's a hotel project, the Sun Road Hotel project on the elbow parcel of Harbor Island that that's had to come back a few times because the design wasn't quite as good as yeah. the port commissioners want. Um, but that is another project that's that's potentially in the pipeline on the bay. Mm-hmm. The whole thing's like growing in a sense. I, I mean, realistically, in five to ten years, San Diego's bay will look completely different than it does right now. So, um, is there any uh, nitty-gritty or lease terms that we need to know about this ongoing project? I mean, people sometimes care about the fine print, and so the symphony is leasing the land from the Port of San Diego. The lease term is 15 years plus options that take it up to 50 years uh, their rent will be based on the percentage of, of ticket sales and merchandise sales and food and beverage sales, um, but their rent won't actually kick in until um, they exhaust a rent credit. Uh-huh. So the Port of San Diego is giving um, is giving them the Symphony $2.9 million in rent credits for those um, park improvements that are outside the leasehold, so the rest of that, that large park there. And so once those kick in, likely, I think in year 10, which mm-hmm. seemed a little far off, the port expects to make about $1.1 in revenue. But it is all based on their ticket sales. So the, the more successful this is, you know, the better it is for the port, which gets to generate revenue. And of course, the better it is for the symphony. And then lest, lest people be concerned about this being blocked off, uh-huh. there is a limitation also in the lease on how many events uh, the symphony can hold with with ticketed um, access, and that mm-hmm. is 110 full days, or um, that is 110 full days or 55 half days, and that, like I said, should come out to about 15 percent of the year, um, mm-hmm. just based on 
hours. And then at that, they can only use the facility at max capacity, which is 10,000, mm-hmm. six times per year. So it shouldn't be overrun with people all the time. But they will be able to do events year-round for a yeah. change. And I can imagine like during Comic-Con, that'll be really useful to have once that's built. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, because they have the power to issue permits, mm-hmm. I imagine I mean, it might interfere with their own season, but why wouldn't you want to yeah. issue a permit to some Hollywood studio? Mm-hmm. Instead of those boat parties, you can and, have a nice uh, day party. <laughs> generate some, you know, big money for, for our local nonprofit. Mm-hmm. All right. Jennifer Van Grove, thank you so much. Thank you. In other development news, the planned apartment complex with a separate entrance for low-income housing has been denied by the city. Civic San Diego was critical of the idea, describing it as segregation. Board members strongly urged Pinnacle to find a way to integrate both groups of residents before returning to the agency in September. Instead, Pinnacle may choose to pay the in-lieu fee for not including these low-income units. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. Our creative director is Beto Alvarez, and our digital editor is Ricky Young. This podcast comes together with support from our creative studio and reporters throughout the newsroom. You can support our journalism by signing up for any or all of our print and digital products at uniontrib.com slash subscribe. Until next time.